0: Today on Rolling with New York Mike. If they want this country to be better, vote for Republican. Neither party is a panacea. Neither party is this wonderful way, but the Democrat party does not stand for America, for capitalism. It doesn't, it's not progressive the way we want to be progressive. The Republicans, they sure aren't perfect, boy. You can see that, okay? I get it, but their ideals are. Their their ideals are, this is the way the Constitution was written, and, and, and this is the way that we're gonna behave. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now, his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. So it's Rolling with New York Mike. I'm rolling. We're rolling. Well, we rolled right into 2023, and I <laughs> tell you, I, I, I still have high hopes. I really do. I still think. I th- I still think. I'm, I, I I'm still happy that 2020 is in the rearview mirror. Don't get me wrong, but oh my God, Happy New Year! What kind? <laughs> what? I, yeah. There's, look, there's so much so much that i do in my life that's politically whatever i mean I, I it's always been that way every i've understood my entire life from when i was the littlest kid how what they do in politics and what they do in washington dc or sacramento in albany in in you know tallahassee the capitals of the, the austin texas how it affects all of us this this crap runs downhill that's what it does and you want things if you want things in america you fight for them you you get you build you invest you 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 risk you take risks and and then you get, you're supposed to be rewarded well you are to some degree but that reward are you, are you gonna be rewarded by being ridiculed because you're successful you know they lump us all together okay some guys that start a company that end up being a big public company and they're making 10 million a year in their whatever paint them like they're villains because they don't pay enough in tax tax scheme because the income tax well, why do we even have income why don't we have just a fair? T- Everybody just pay a certain percent. I mean, the way we go about doing this, it's it's not the way the founding fathers of this country, who were so brilliant and everything else they did, and they, I, I think they they've all been sitting there, <laughs> wherever they're sitting in their heavenly Congress, <laughs> sitting around watching, going, what did they do to this place? <laughs> it just it just doesn't work. It never worked. It hasn't worked for this country. This tax reduction ridiculous tax that is a regressive regressive means it takes us all back it's not and not progressive became a bad word when the liberals who put in these liberal they stretch liberals mean you you stretch the truth (laughs) yeah you stretch the truth that what's bad they stretch the truth about what's bad as much as they stretch the truth about what's good they twist it and turn it every way they take their liberal liberty of yeah liberty to them means that they have the liberty to say anything <laughs> to, to make their perspective sound like it's our truth which it's not and to, to put it out there so that's that's what that's what we've allowed this country to get to we're we're all supposed to have the same opportunities not the same results where and is it fair? No, life isn't fair. Life isn't fair because some people are born smarter, stronger. Some people are just not not that smart. I don't want to call them stupid. They're just not as smart as others. They're not as strong as others. They don't have the same resolve. Some people are tall and physically fit and athletic, and some people don't have those same abilities. That's life. That's just life. That's 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 how God gives you the twenty twenty vision, and some kids are born with twenty thirty vision. They can't see as good. They can't hit the ball. They can't. I mean that the way it is oh now is it up to a government to say okay johnny gets to sit up front in the class well the teacher could say that johnny you can't see is good come sit up front you could do that can you provide that kind of equity in in a in a financial manner to to make everything that way for all the people in the country Equity. F- what are you talking about? Where does this come from? Some idea those who have gotten lesser of a of a of a package whatever that package is you have to you know, the government can make it up somehow can see that everybody has in equal or close to equal. I mean, that's not what it is. We all have equal opportunity. That's it. Yeah, white and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of hearing this privilege stuff as if I had better opportunity than my kids I went to class with in grade school who were black. Johnny Rivers, Johnny Leonel, those guys. I mean, no, it, it, I'm not going to accept that at all. Not because their ancestors that came here in the 1700s from Africa were slaves. Well, get over it. They got over it. I, I, is that is that holding them back what are you kidding me I, I just I think this whole country should be sick of hearing And we want to move on we have things that we have to get done we elect this government and we we need to get this this government that has just been out of touch with the American Constitution with what this country is was was founded on the belief in God the belief in a creator that, that that that's where our rights come from our in alien rights. Rights that can't be taken away or given out or by by a government, by a, any people. A congressperson, a senator, a president, a king they only we don't have kings and czars. So we, we now they seem to be able they seem to think they can do that. And they they make, I mean, even when they're not doing, they're making bad decisions and and, and some of the other things. Afghanistan, border, taxing and spending, spending money, borrowing all this money to spend. If you have a business and the business is not successful, I keep on, I read these texts, these tweets, I'm sorry, tweets from these people on the left about, well, you can't pay a living wage and be in business. You have a business, you have to be responsible. He's right about that. But you have to be responsible so at the end of the year Your bottom line is positive, that you're making money, that you're making the profit. Now, in the first couple of years, maybe you're not making the profit. And maybe you're making the profit in the third, fourth year or the fifth year, and then not in the fifth or the sixth year or the seventh it, 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 yeah, they're various, but you got to be responsible. So you got to know. Okay, look, we had a tough year this year. Here's what I'm seeing ahead. We have a business plan going forward, and we're gonna borrow this much money. Well, you got to know that you can borrow, and that's that's a plan. That's why we have banks. That's why we have the ability to do that. But if you borrow too much money that you can't pay back, you're putting a burden on the business. That's gonna make the business fail. That's what that's what causes so much bankruptcy. People go out of business because they have so much debt. That happens every day. Can it happen to countries? It happens to countries. Countries all over the world It hasn't happened to this country yet. But can it? Of course it can. And we have a debt burden that is weakening the, the, the United States of America. It's weakening this country. Our debt burden is over $30 trillion. It's huge. And every year we pay the interest on that. And that comes out of your pocket. My pocket. That's, that's where our taxes are going. So there's things that have to be fixed. The money that we're spending these illegal aliens coming across the border forget about all the rest of it empowering the cartels and the and and the, the sex trade and the human trafficking and the, all the rest of it that's horrible fentanyl the drugs that's horrible just think of the cost the co- every year we pay taxes out of our pocket to sustain the millions coming across the border we how much can you tax the American people for bad policy for what we did coming out of afghanistan 20 years ago fighting in Afghanistan, it may seem frustrating to a lot of people, but we held off the terrorists. We held off ISIS. We held off Al Qaeda. The Taliban. Are, these are all terrorist organizations. We held them at bay for 20 years, so we were successful. Had we gotten out dignity that we should have and could have right there, we would. They, they, if we had followed, if we had followed the plan, President Trump, we would have gotten out with that dignity, with having won everything we needed to win in Afghanistan. We would have kept. Biden we would have had, I mean, what we did in the 13 lives that were lost as we exited. We need to, all these mistakes we pay for, pay for in, in lives and treasure. And it cost us all, it cost us the confidence in our country. These are bad mistakes that are being made. How do we fix it? We had an election. We elected the Republican Party. We gave them a majority. Yeah, not the red wave didn't come in. I know and we talked about that. And you can blame on anything you want pointed out how, how I, I feel about our reaction and our unpreparedness for the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how it affected the election. Maybe uh, that's my opinion. I, it's also the opinion of President Trump. But I look at that and I say, for whatever reason, here we are. I, I had an old friend who used to say, hey, who shot John? John's dead. I'm not worried about who shot we got to move on. Okay? let cops. There's, there's people whose jobs are there to handle who, who shot John. What happened? John's dead we have to move on we have to handle the situation so we didn't get that red wave we didn't get that surge we didn't win the senate barely won the house but we won the- and we were able to get rid of nancy pelosi which is a huge thing now look i don't think people on the republican party understand that just because people have a different agenda doesn't make them stupid nancy pelosi was probably and, and i don't like her tactics i'm not condoning what she how she did it running that the speaker's job with an iron fist, which she did. I'm not, condo- I'm not I'm not praising it in any way. But what she did was hugely effective for her agenda. Get the things that she wanted through. Yep, this is Obamacare. No, you can't read it. Can't, you don't know what's in it? No! Pass it and you can read it. She knew she had the votes. She had those Democrats locked in. Every one of them. Whether they liked Obamacare or not, they didn't have a clue what was in that bill. There was hundreds of pages, thousands Nobody read the bill because she said you don't read it until you pass it. that. That was Nancy Pelosi. That's her leadership style. That's exactly who she is. Before she made that statement, she knew that she had every Democrat vote and that's all she needed to get it passed. So you take a look at Joe Biden. Everybody oh, he's feeble or he's um can't his mind is gone is this is gone Joe Biden is as cunning as an old fox that's who he is yep he's old he doesn't walk really well sometimes he mispronounces things or forgets a line here or there or fumbles over something don't let that be Where, how you see Joe Biden. He's as cunning as a fox. He ain't, look, he's not a smart, you know, guy, he's crook, he's, he's corrupted. You see that in his plagiarism that cost him his first try to be president of the United States. He's been trying for that for, you know, decades and decades. I and mean, it took him this long to, to, to finally figure out how to do it. <laughs> but, but don't, don't mistake, you know, a, a guy's inability to make, you know, I mean, what he's, take look at this we've all seen it I mean KKK Joe his best friend was the former you know grand dragon of the KKK he spoke at his funeral This is a Democrat. they're hypocrites I, I could go all day long but don't call them stupid they just have a different way of doing things their their style that you know is more of a dictatorial you know fascism is they don't want to call it that but that's what they that's what they profess and how they run things and how they they see they, they they're going to dictate the terms they're going to pick the winners and losers that's not the way this country was founded and it's not the way this country's it's not the ideals it's not the american dream to get the government to make you the winner so with 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 all that we come to a point where we have a victory at the polls small that it is it's a victory we now have the house of representatives and so and so we have to elect the speaker of the house that's our job but first thing we do look at what's going on i don't care who we are. Can you put a happy face on what's going on in Congress? Yeah. Of course, if you're a Democrat. I think as a, an American, if I was on the other side, let's say this was the Democrats, I'm a, I would condemn the Republican for making these callous remarks and, and taking advantage of the popcorn thing with the blankets and, I don't know, if they had booze with them. <laughs> yeah, They all have in their lockers. Well, they don't all have. Some of them certainly do. But the point is, I wouldn't be celebrating what's going on. I'd be looking at it with the same circumcision respect the eyes that I'm looking at and I hope you're looking at what's what's going on in Congress right now well, call it freedom. The sad part is, is how this is personal and it shouldn't. Kevin McCarthy did his job as a leader. He raised the money. He had that job. He was in leader posi- leadership position for for years now. And in the last couple of years, I think it's been four years, that he's been the leader of the the Republican minority, the minority leader in the House. They let him do his job. They, they took his money. They let him go around the country and recruit people to run for office, do what he did you, if you like it or not, he got the Republican Party, the majority. He did his job. That was his job. He did his job. Whatever it took to get it done, they let him do it. Now, they don't like him. Look, I, I don't like Kevin McCarthy's leadership capability. And yes, you can separate that. You can say, well, he did this good and this good. But leadership-wise, I've railed against him for a year now. If, if you let the guy stay in the job, I'm always reminded of the old story from years ago. The two guys, two old guys. They meet in Miami. They haven't seen each other in years. Business guys in New York, and they see each other in Miami walking down the street and one guy says, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How's things? How's the family? So said, well, you know, my brother's running around. He thinks he's a chicken. He's making these noises and, oh, that's sad. Yeah, he thinks he's he's a, he's a chicken. He just goes around chirping like a chicken. He says, oh my God. He says, what are you doing about it? Did you send him to a psychiatrist? Nah, we need the eggs. <laughs> that's that's what's going on. Yeah, they they, they don't like Kevin McCartney. They want to they, they want someone else to be the speaker of the house. But they let him be the leader for all these years because he made them the money. He did what he had to do. He did his job. So yeah, he let I don't know how many thirteen nineteen you know Republicans vote for the infrastructure bill, which was ridiculous. And right there, I would have thrown them out. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't make a move. Why? They needed the egg. There you go. Now look. He's in line. He's the guy. Yes, I I don't have a problem testing him. I don't have a problem saying, wait a minute, we have somebody else to put up, especially if it's Byron Donalds. Now I I'm not happy that Byron Donalds took the job because I always liked that guy. He's fresh. You know, remember how just finished his first term. He's from Brooklyn, New York, which I like that. <laughs> I, I I like watching him. I, I like you know hearing him speak. I like what he says. I, I think he's he's a really cool young congressman. And I like that. And I'm not going to blame him. But if he didn't think that there was some sincerity in this whole move, if he thought this was just show time, then I'm kind of disappointed. And we don't know. We don't know the sincerity of those members that are just trying to get Kevin McCarthy to agree to certain things, which I think most of us conservatives agree with. OK, and and the, the fact that Kevin McCarthy is isn't the strong leader that we really need, but he's a good guy, he's a good conservative. He did his job and he did it so well and nobody could he he won that leadership job at a hundred percent of the vote. So give him the shot. Especially okay, you're gonna go around or two, you're gonna put up another another name, you're gonna you're gonna do what you do to negotiate with Kevin. Now this is like what, eleven times that they've they've gone through eleven rounds? Now who's who are the people that are in that, is it Kevin McCarthy? Because what he did wasn't the leadership quality they want. They don't trust his leadership capability. Okay. Or is it those 20 people who are the keystone, the keystone congressmen who can't get themselves arrested. How many times, how much, how much do you have to do to, if, you, if you're a leader? Get the people you're leading in line. Okay. I, I, I see this thing in two different ways. One, it's a circus. It's disruptive. It takes away a lot of the confidence that we have. And the ability of the of the of the Republicans to lead the country in in the Congress that we elected them to it does okay, but that can be restored. At the same time, it does show that they know how as a, as a minority because they've been a minority now for a while. They know how to get the best results. Are, are, it's extortion? Are they holding the others hostage? Yeah, 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 doing all that. But it's not criminal. It, it, it's all in good faith to get to get Congress in a better position, certain constraints on the leadership so that they can't do what nancy pelosi did and that's fine they're a little scarred having been under this the hammer of a nancy pelosi like leader they don't have that in kevin so they they gotta do something to make sure it's right and i get it and i appreciate it but it's gone too far it's gone too far and now listen to matt gates is that his name gates talk about mccarthy You want to nominate your guy, nominate your guy. But when you start denigrating the guy that you've had as leader of the Republican Party for the last four years, and you start tearing them down, I, I think that's rude. I think it's stupid. I think it's Bush League amateur. I think it's just, it's wrong. And I, I I think that these 20 Republicans, the Lauren Bobarts and the Chip Roys and all of them better get together and understand that they're really starting to erode our faith in the Republican party. And I keep on reading how if, um, Dan Crenshaw says something uh, about the fact that he doesn't like being held up, being held hostage. When we want to move this forward, all of a sudden he's a, he's a he's a left winger. He's like if he wants a if he wants a call, this we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. I get it, I get it. So you're going to pick a fight, and then you're going to you're going to take on the ninety percent of the Republicans that want McCarthy to be there. Yeah, because he raised the money, because he showed his capability because he did that. I don't think he's the best person for the job. That's where it's at. You know, you want to you know, open up your bag of popcorn and sit back and watch it. Okay. But watch it with objective eyes and appreciate what they're going through and what they're doing. Positive and negative. I have mixed feelings about it, obviously. I think around a two or three. Fine. Start not getting five. Now we're at 11. We're going for 12. It's enough. Just give McCarthy the opportunity. You can change horses down the road. If it's that bad. Or if you don't have faith in yourselves going forward, maybe you shouldn't have faith in yourselves going forward. Because if 90% of you can't get this done, and you're going to be held hostage by the 20%, how are you going to get anything passed when there's there's people who aren't going to go along with anything? And you need every vote going forward. That's the way it is. We don't have a big majority. Sometimes people have to... And look, if they're demonstrating right now that they're willing to fight with themselves and saying that this is how hard we're willing to fight for what we want to get through when we're all together i I get what they're doing i'm good with it but i don't like kevin's leadership but he's a good conservative a decent person so why put put him through this now you the humiliation that he's going through is unwarranted, unjustified. It's counterproductive at best, and it could be destructive if this personal animus key continues to erode the political priorities of the American people, which is exactly what's happened. As we, the people, lose confidence in our politicians, we see a circus. It weakens the support that's needed to sustain the conservative agenda. 10% of Republicans are holding the 90% positive. It's got to stop. It's gone too far. I get that they wanted certain commitments from, from Kevin McCarthy. I get that. If they haven't got it by now, then they're not going to get it. I, I think you've got to look at what what's for the better good. Sure, you can hold him up. And at some point, maybe Kevin's got to fall on the sword. But at that point, I might look at him as the hero in this whole thing. At this point, I've got to say that... I certainly think that he's demonstrated a certain amount of intestinal fortitude to stay the course and to keep that majority that he has, those 200 votes intact. I I, I, I think that's that demonstrates to me that maybe maybe Kevin has grown a pair, <laughs> maybe he's learned a little bit more about leadership. Maybe this has been a great exercise and lesson for him to get through. Yeah, I and, and so let's it's time to move on. Having said all that, I also want to say I'd love to to see Byron Donald, not because he's black, because he's a great guy, he's young, conservative, smart as a whip, and the fact that he's black is historic. And if the Republicans have the first black speaker in the House, I, I, I mean, I don't... Look, whether the speaker is black or Hispanic or white or a woman, a man, a gay person, I don't care. I don't care. I want the most competent person for speaker to be speaker. But I really like Byron Donald. I do. And, and the fact that he's black is so in your face to these Democrats. who so Everything is black or white or gay or whatever. Everything is measured by that diversity bullshit <laughs> it would it would just be it would just be kind of cool and at the same time as i say that i think i hope that if kevin mccarthy backs down and says okay guys i'm gonna fall on my sword i'm walking away i would hope now that they put byron up there that they put byron back up and vote for him because i think it would demonstrate definite amount of insincerity a game or whatever that they used him when they did but if they are going to get i think Think at this point, as much as I like Jim Jordan, Banks, and there's some other guys in there. I I really appreciate. It. I mean, we we have some great members of Congress and and and, and the Republican Party. We really do, and I, I've appreciated them over the last couple of years. And I, there's many of them, but right now, Byron Donalds. Is, is the one that I'd like to see as Speaker of the House. It's not Kevin McCarthy. I'd rather see Byron if I had to choose one or the other. Kevin McCarthy's there to make it happen. So this is going on in the country, and yeah, for some people it's discouraging, and for some, some people it's like, yeah, this is the way democracy works. It's really awesome that they're doing it. That. That's cool. At the same time, when all this is going on in politics, you can't take your eyes off what just happened ball because i I've, I've kind of turned my back on football, not that I was the biggest football fan. don't get me wrong, but I you know I'm a fan I like the game I think it's a great game by the way, and this whole thing when cabinett came in there and they started it came it became a racial hate America kind of a thing that's the way I see it okay and it's turned me off and I'm, every time i if I see a little bit of of a playoff game or a super Bowl <laughs> got to watch it a little bit right whether you like it or not i feel guilty i'm not all invested in watching sports like a lot of my friends are there's no way i'd ever get into a fantasy football or anything else it's just no. there's just no way you got to appreciate the game and the sport well I ha- I've had a hard time doing that for the last few years especially the football thing and I've never appreciated the NBA so I, I I've been staying away and kind of looking at the scans and and of course you see the certain players and now they they don't even bring the players out for the national anthem because if one or two of them nail instead of standing up saluting it's going to piss me off <laughs> it's gonna piss a lot of Americans off and and there was that moment when the attendance, went down they started losing money and and all that so i I'm just a big skeptic when it comes to the NFL and I forget about it all the arguments how did these incredible athletes in this meritocracy you get out there if you're the fastest the strongest if you could if you could demonstrate you're the best then you're gonna play and if you can that's the way america works, okay everybody has an equal opportunity there's no guaranteed result you fight for your job you fight for your position you fight for everything but when you win you get paid off big time don't you and the ones that lose and go away and get sent home they don't get a big company bonus trying there's no trying pay there's no trying bonus there's no trying you know it's 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 great that you did it makes you a better person and it, it, it may help you with the, with the next battle but you and, and so that's all these guys go and they're going to nail and they're going to they're gonna demonstrate against America who's a, we're not a good country we're, we're not good people you know wait a minute that's not a, we are great we've come a long way we've been We improve every day and more perfect union, all that. Every and and I I didn't see that in the NFL, I didn't see that when. Seventy percent of the NFL players are black. I don't know about one percent of the coaches. I don't know what percent of the fans. Seems to me nobody cares. Okay, Jackie Robinson was the first black baseball player, professional sports player, and that was in what 1947. That's a long time, what 75 years ago. It's we we we've come a long way. Are we going to keep us back in those quote unquote dark ages? We've moved forward. It's not like unique. Oh, he's but nobody cares. By the time I was. Cock- Vision of what's going on. We had Willie Mays playing center field for the Giants. You had Jackie Robinson. You had, I, I, I mean, I mean there were all these great athletes. And, and you, yeah, by the time you're a little kid, you're eight, nine years old, you start seeing the whole racial thing going on in America. And you say, well, we, we're going to get, we're going to improve it. Prove it. You look back and you say, well, 50 years later, hey, we did a good job. Nope. You didn't do nothing. We're still him. And you have white privilege. Get out of here. I did all that work 50 years of my life. <laughs> we didn't do anything. We came from there to there. We didn't do anything. And that's all demonstrated by Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. And all they're going to do now, and they're going to legitimize saying, "I'm and I'm race. Why? Because I'm white. <laughs> no, I'm not standing for it. So what happened? Boom. Lightning strike. There's legitimately a, almost a tragedy. Terrible thing. Demar Hamblin, this 24-year-old that happens to be black and who cares? And he's a safety, he tackle, and basically has a heart attack right there on the field. And everything's stuck. It's a terrible thing to happen. But it was handled so well in front of millions who were watching. An almost tragic moment that became a moment of enlightenment and perhaps a pivotal event for the NFL. The handling of it could not have been more professional, well executed from, me- from a medical and human point of view with how quickly, diligently the medics, the doc- you know, the respective teams and the players handled themselves as well as TV announced. And everybody there, the NFL, the league officials, the fans, the media overall gave not just pro and passionate it gave it all the attention it deserved by the way it deserved especially given how unexpected this was how there was no way anybody could have prepared for an event the best part is that all this seems to have enabled you know dan damon damon Hamlet. i know plays on the buffalo bills you know great i know josh allen i like the bills <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for them in the super bowl i think it's fantastic but i don't know the players i don't don't follow it close. And like I said about the NFL, I feel estranged, you know, after everything that went on. So here comes, boom, this, it's like, so the best part, yes, is that teams, seems all this great, you know, the response that was so quick professionally enabled Hamblin to, to, to a recovery that looks like he'll have no brain damage and hope he, he might, you know, physically get back to where he was before the heart failure. But that may be a while and just telling and maybe more significant in its spontaneity spontaneity. You know, it just happened. And the sincerity was and is the outpouring of more than just the compassion. Oh, I feel so badly for the guy. The love. The real caring. The, the NFL stopped the game. They didn't put the game on. They sent all those people home. Right? People, The, the TV. You know, how many people? Stop. You know, you, that's it. Okay, it goes on for another 45 minutes and they watch watching what's going on. Maybe people are mesmerized. But they're, watching, they're not watching football. You know, so they, they're going to walk away chanting. Nobody cares. Hey, that's not our concern. Our concern is the health of DeMar Hamblin. It was amazing. It was it was real and heartfelt from the teammates, the fans, the people in huge numbers from all over, especially, it seems, as we became familiar with this remarkable young man, his story of family, giving back. He's so humble, so great, so much giving back, so endeared by his teammates and friends that even though he wasn't conscious, his charisma cast a bright light on football and the NFL that has been, trust me, dulled because there's a lot more people just like me since that whole Kaepernick protest and the racialization, everything, from the Nike swoosh, BLM taglines, you know, not having players come out during the national anthem rather than deal, you know, with the fan backlash. They, you know, they show their disrespect for America when they kneel instead of standing to show their disdain for their country, that they have been, you know, convinced disparages black people. And now, like a lightning bolt out of nowhere, as if a message from our creator, just instantaneous, spontaneously, a virtual, unanimous outpouring of love for a young man who happens to be black, identified only as a fellow human being, a fellow American. I I haven't seen anything, you know, which said (laughs) the fact he's black. (laughs) I haven't seen anything that says that. And and I've, you know, watched a lot of the, the coverage, okay? But just, this is a fellow human, a fellow American. Now there's a category politically, by color, sexual, or any other orientation. And no one cares. That's America. That's what this country is. And in this sudden moment of clarity where his charity that he had trying to raise $2,500 for toys for kids suddenly has over seven and a half million, million, seven, Colin Kaepernick and his divisive bullshit can take his anger and shove it where the sun don't shine. Because where there is now sunlight, everyone can see that our issue, problems, our differences can all be overcome and are not a factor of color. He isn't a victim because he's black. Damar isn't a victim. He's he's not privileged because I'm not privileged because I'm white. And we all need to be grateful to be fellow Americans. Okay. And I can now watch football. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, NFL football. I can always watch college without feeling like I'm selling out. And 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 that's a and, and that's a good thing. So here we are, the start of an interesting year. Right here is it, is that sign? Is the sign of what's going on with with? DeMar? Mar <laughs> Hamblin I, I have a friend of mine Ken Hamblin is the Black Avenger that's who Ken is he's the Black Avenger um, good friend of mine A really good friend. I haven't talked to him in so long I, re- I feel badly about that but I love the guy and Ken Hamblin from another guy from a little older than me another guy from Brooklyn New York went to the 101st Airborne um, came out worked for the Detroit Free Press I mean kind of cool man a great story and then he moves to Denver and uh, his radio show you know the, the Black Black, the Avenger the Black Avenger fantastic conservative radio show wrote a great book pick a better country that was Ken's book pick a better country and um Ken Ambler as soon as I saw it, I said I gotta call Ken and see if, <laughs> see if see if they're related but you know it it you know the the year starting off interestingly. What's going on in Congress? I don't like. It. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say I like. it. But I do appreciate it. the other side is trying to do. Until this guy Gates stands up and starts really getting personal, Kevin McCarthy. I don't. I don't like the fact that they've been dragging this out here for all this time. I I don't like what's going on. I appreciate what they're trying to do, and I and I appreciate that we get to watch the sausage being made, and it's never going to be pretty. It wasn't supposed to be. And I can't, I can't even imagine if this is what they're putting on in public What it goes on behind doors. It's got to be <laughs> it's got to be a lot worse than I'm sure it is. And so, and, and you know, you see the unity of the Democrat Party, the consistent voting for Hakeem Jeffries on and on and on. It's the way they are. That's the way a dictatorship works. Yeah, that's what I think of it. I have a very, very low opinion of the Democrat Party. Now, you know, there's a lot of people I know, friends of mine, who vote for Democrat. I'm not going to call Democrat. They vote for Democrat. So, I'm not going to make that into a personal thing. I'm, I'm not. But I can tell them that they're making a mistake if they want a better country. If they want this country to be better, vote for Republican. Neither party is a panacea. Neither party is this wonderful way, but the Democrat party does not stand for America, for capitalism. It doesn't, it's not progressive the way we want to be progressive. The Republicans, they sure aren't perfect, boy. You can see that, okay? I I get it, but their ideals are. Their, their ideals are, this is the way the Constitution was written, and, and, and this is the way that we're going to behave according to that Constitution. And, and I think, well, we you know, we hit a speed bump here or there, we argue it out, we talk about it, we try to interpret it, and some people re- reinterpret it. We don't change it. We don't call each other racist, we just get better. We work, we find the problem, we make it better. That's it. You don't give special privileges. You know, you're not going to make up for, you know, what happened to somebody by doing something bad to somebody else. It, it just doesn't work that way. Not in life. Not anywhere. And and that's what the Democrats consistently seem to do. You know, here we are, Democratic Republican. How can you possibly condone what the Democrat Party has done for the last two years? You can blame Biden. Yeah, it's Biden. He's the leader. He's the guy. He's the president. And he shouldn't be. And and so you can blame Biden. Here we are on January 6th, two years from the date that I was in Washington, D.C., at Lips Park, protesting an election I felt was rigged. There was no way that I believed that. Joe Biden could possibly have won that election after Donald Trump got more votes than any president in the history of the world—75 million. They come up with 81 million for Joe Biden. How in the world? The man sat in his basement basically, never campaigned, didn't get out, didn't expose himself or do anything. Nope, his his um surrogates, you know the the media and and the social media people, the you know the Twitter people and the Facebook people. On the right well, we're gonna do the job for you, and they did. The, I don't care how it was fixed. I don't I don't care how it was rigged, it was rigged. It was stolen from the American people by this force of not nature, but by this force of mankind that calls itself, you know, the propaganda machine. People were brainwashed, brainwashed, we were sold a bill of goods, and, and and that election was stolen in ways that we haven't been able to fix, I don't think, notwithstanding, you know, Elon Musk and what he's doing, which is great, don't get me wrong. So we've come a little ways. Now here we are going into the new year. Biden's Says he's going to the border. And the ACLU isn't happy. Go figure that one out. I don't know. Look. I have a, a friend, a guy I really like a lot. Came down to San Diego yesterday from, from Orange County where I used to live and we used to hang out together. He's been in this country for a little over five years. He came from Ukraine with a wife and two kids. And it's a great story. I, I might I might even have him on as a guest tell his story because I can't possibly do it just. Listening to him, he can't. But we, we spent the day together yesterday and I understood that there's a lot of corruption. I mean Ukraine's a corrupt country. It's just the way it is. Corruption's part of politics. Everywhere America's no exception. Does corruption run the whole freaking country? People say it does in the Soviet Union and people a lot of people I know charisma. Look at look at Hunter Biden getting paid eighty three thousand dollars a month to be on the board of charisma Charisma. Bur- Why? Because they wanted to get close to the then vice president of the United States. They put his I mean that's all it's all corrupt, okay? But I didn't realize, and and my you know my 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 friends, there Alex, and Alex comes out. We haven't seen each other in a while, and and you know we spoke. I called him right after the war started. I I didn't know what was going on, but we you know we have a short conversation about Alex is a tough guy, works hard. He's not tough because he's a badass tough. He's a badass businessman because he came here with nothing and started a a, a, a sign business, and that's how up in up in Orange County he started a sign business and neon and he makes neon he's a he's a craftsman that way he makes neon and and i happened to bump into him and used him to to make neon signs for my business san diego harley davidson he made signs it was great and he installed them and they worked great and with any problems and i needed something else done it was it was right there the customer service was fantastic his product was excellent and I didn't know his backstory. I knew he was from Ukraine. And then the war starts. And then, you know, COVID hits. The war starts. This happens. That happens. The guys still got, through, got through some tough times. Like I say, he had two little kids, his wife and his kids. And then when the war started, I didn't realize he brought his family over. So he had six people come over, you know, his grandparents and cousins, whatever. He brought them over. His, You know, he basically used up all his money. And then, of course, when COVID hits, nobody's doing any business. People aren't putting up signs. That's for sure. <laughs> when, you, when you gotta close your, close your restaurants and your stores and your bars and your and, and everything else, you're not saying, hey, I need more signs for direction. You know, it's, it's not happening. So he he did he did some other things, but the one thing when I speak to him, I you know I I have friends of mine who just condemn the Ukraine. Well, Alex isn't one of them. But he is, you know, I get him on the phone and I say, Alex, sorry for what's going on. got speaks in English better now than it was, you know, three years ago. But it's you know, sometimes. It's a little hard, and so I say he doesn't. He's never said anything derogatory about Ukraine. But when I was with him yesterday, and now we're you know face to face, haven't seen him in a few years on a personal level, and here we are. And I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Mike." He says, "I can't believe what's going on in Congress." I says, yeah, it's a debate. They got to get. They got to end this war. And he said, "I thought as soon as the Republicans took over, they would come in office, they'd stop sending the money to Ukraine. The war would stop." I go, "Really?" He says, "Yeah." He says, so what do you think? And I'm not gonna, you know, try to imitate his accent because <laughs> I can't do a good job and it would be disrespectful. Just understand. He he said, it, you know, with a very strong accent. He said, yeah. He said the the money the money's just going into it's coming back to the Democrats. This is a laundry. It's money laundering. That's all it is. Whatever they send over there, 75% comes back to the Democrat Party. They make the that's what it is. And boy, I gotta tell you, I said so. You want the you want Putin? He said. Putin's not winning anything. He just doesn't want an enemy on this border. He doesn't want NATO. He doesn't want. He said. He said when when, when the Democrats came in, that's when they started talking about putting NATO on the board. You know, the, the the Ukraine joining NATO. That's when and all this happened. He said it. You know, in, in you know, in his broken English kind of thing. And and I really would like to get it on air and get him on this podcast and i will but just let me say that you know when i when i said you know i started questioning it because i i kind of agree i mean i think we need an audit for sure don't don't get me wrong i i definitely think we need an audit there's no question in my mind that that's definitely i mean without a doubt but after talking to to alex i'm I'm getting a, a different clarity As I brought up, I said, well, he said, he doesn't care about... He he doesn't care about the, um, you know, the the Putin things. Putin, I'm not worried about, Putin doesn't want territory. They don't want to come in here and and, and get land or territory. That's not what he wants. So I'm like, what what does he want? You know, what what, what do you think, what what do you think he's, you know, he's he's looking to do? He says, he's looking to stop to protect his borders. That's all he ever wanted. He said, I said, well, what about Crimea? He said, Crimea, those people, it's about the Navy. It's on the Black Sea. And 90% of those people they voted to be part of Russia. They wanted to be part of. They speak and he gave me this whole education about. It. They're not afraid. Putin's not the big bad wolf to them. And I'm going. He kills innocent people. He said, Why do you think he's so evil? Why? 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 He said, because he killed innocent people. He's uh, you know we had this whole discussion and it, it's he's trying to make me understand why the minute the Republicans get in and they stop sending the money, the war will end. Zelensky will sit at the table and make a livable deal. Let them just do it so the war stops. If you want this, if you don't want innocent people to keep getting killed, let them make a deal. And I, I got a whole new, so I'm seeing this now in a different light. And I want to see more, I want more clarity. Because when I look at Democrats are doing, I want to sum it up this way. There's 8 billion people on Earth, 2 billion in China, 2.5 billion in India, and a billion and a half in Africa. That's over 6 billion, over two-thirds of the planet, that planet population who don't give a flip about climate change, but we are going to fix it with a with a Green New Deal that will bankrupt us. How stupid. How stupid. You, you got this country that are willing to sacrifice America with this climate change agenda where two-thirds of the Earth's population aren't going to give a rat's ass or do anything or put up any money or do anything to stop the progress of of either their economy or or, or their culture not for a minute but we Americans are going to do it look at how democrats and the liberals look at that and then try to understand when you just apply that to everything else going on in china what's going on the war in ukraine what's going on at the border that's where we are let's take a look at it and understand our role our role. Let's get these Republicans back on track. Let's get these crimes exposed. Let's get all the things exposed that have been going on for the last two years at least. Especially the January 6th committee. I mean, we got and of course, yep, the FBI and Hunter Biden and what's going on at the border and all the rest of it. There's so much that needs to be exposed that the the Republican agenda needs to move forward now. Now. So, pressure. Make some phone calls. Send some emails. Email. Let's get it done. They will. They will. I think they'll elect M- McCarthy. Yeah, if they don't, they don't. But they're going to put someone in this. Can't be going on. And Matt, people like Matt Gaetz can't keep making these statements. I think a lot of the states have made the McCarthy, but good state. This guy Garcia from California stood up and nominated McCarthy and things that are important saying and important to people around the country to hear. So I don't think it's all bad. I think it's time to end it. I'm going to end this. I'm New York Mike. This is Rolling with New York Mike. And I am out. Hey. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.